Dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop! Drop down. Snap. And then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Three dudes, random topics, unlimited opinion, where conversation is the foundation of higher thoughts. My name is Bo Schwartz, and joining me today, as always, is the king of Justin Bieber fandom and pizza, Crofton Steers. Crofton, how's it Bieberin? It's it's Bieberin pretty good there, Bo. I do like how it's completely obvious to both myself and the listeners that you were coming up with these on the spur of the moment even though you could have prepared introductions in two minutes prior to doing the show right well that was unnecessarily uh picant uh, so we're just gonna <laughs> overlook that and also introduce the second person joining me uh on this good batter bullshit conversation ride what's he gonna it's say the inimitable and very dashing michael hodgins michael Hello. An old classic. Please shower us with your dashing. Dashing. Uh, yeah, that's really underused, the dashing. I kind of like that it, it sort of invokes this imagery of a dapper, handsome man running. He was a dashing reason. young man, see? Dashing. Where am I dashing to? But yeah, I'm glad you didn't prepare your intro because, you know, nothing's prepared on this show. It's off the cuff, so to speak. Yeah, it's raw, uncooked. I just like those. I like those moments because Bo's intros are always a certain format where he's he, he's like getting ready to 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 define us, and and there's there's that moment where you just see the gears in his brain working, and maybe it's because I'm I have a video, so if you're watching the live stream version or the video, you you'll actually be able to see the gears turning in his brain as he thinks of these things. That's the thing about improv, you know? You're like, you start down a path and you're like, oh, oh, what am I going to say? And then it either goes bust or you sort of drag it out. I don't somehow. even know. It's like a runaway train. Yeah, it's 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 actually like, you know how you watch TV or you watch something and you're like, what's going to happen next? I, when I'm thinking about my mouth while I'm talking, I'm wondering what's going to come out of it. What strange and wondrous things these syllables of magic will swirl around your ears. <laughs> I'm saying, um, all right, and, I would uh, like to say something right before we get to a okay. um, random topic. Uh, just before we started recording the show, we were talking briefly about politics, and I just want to say, man, I'm sick, sick of politics already in this longest Canadian election campaign. There's three weeks left, and I'm just like, it can't be over soon enough. And I was reminding myself that I'm thankful that I don't live in the states where there's like permanent campaigning it drives me bonkers i'm like i really can't stand it i'm like okay i know where i stand like can we just vote already and get it over with if it makes you feel better there's like a week and a half left not three weeks oh thank god <laughs> oh is that anyway, why everyone I'm, on facebook are posting these like i will vote on october or whatever well they did <laughs> but you missed the one important part the the precise oh, date in which you have dude, to vote dates are dumb 
Things are bullshit. Time's a construct, man. I, I hate that it's only giving calendars to bullshit. I hate that it's um, like one day to vote. It seems so like passe, you know. But they they did um they did some studies about social media and um, younger users were more likely to vote. Facebook did these studies more likely likely to vote if they knew that friends of theirs had specifically committed to voting. So apparently that's like a thing. That people are doing, but I don't know why I'm like, I, I just I just feel like I don't uh, I'm not that active on Facebook I guess anyways, but I'm just like I don't need to say I'm gonna vote and like who cares if I vote? You should just vote anyways, and you shouldn't be voting because your friends are voting. You're like oh I'm apathetic and I don't care about politics and but oh but Billy's voting. I don't want him to think I didn't vote. I better go vote. Yeah, who who's the good one? The conservatives? I hear about them a lot. But who's oh, the friend? Stephen Harper? I know his name X. I'm like no, no if but, you don't. If you don't know any about the issues or care, you know what? Just don't vote. It's but not helping anything. You should also not vote, just like not vote because of the opposite reason. Like you shouldn't be like, oh, everyone's voting. I'm not going to vote. That's also not a good way. Yeah, to that's make a decision. stupid reason. So to, don't be contrarian. You know. So don't vote and don't not vote. Yeah, exactly. Do do vote and don't not vote. Okay, now that we're all confused. Should we get to a random topic? Yeah, sounds like we're primed <laughs> for conversation. Very clear conversation. Everyone ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sure. Don't be voting. Don't be voting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. Uh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Um, the topic today is surfing. Like surf, surfing the web? Like tubular dude surfs up, bro. That kind of surfing. There was, a, there was this video going around Facebook that I, that I saw recently. and It was quite dated. It was, it was like a, I don't know, I feel like it was from the 90s and it was... A pretty hilarious interview. If you probably if you just YouTube like surf dude TV interview, I'm sure it'll pop up. And it was some TV reporter interviewing some surf guy, and he was just like incomprehensible in his lingo of like he was like the Nord. It was like, dude, you gotta go, and the tube's going, and you're like, what's he talking about? Surfing. <laughs> so what surfing, is surfing is you take this piece of wood and you go and find a wave and try to ride the wave on the piece of wood or fiberglass now. Like that's basically surfing, right? Yeah, you, you yeah. You want to okay, ride like, on top of the wave or under the wave, or is both equally cool in surfing? You got to stand up on the board. Well, I so, know that, but I'm saying like, where is there like is there a lame way to surf? Like if you're surfing too far behind the wave or too far ahead, then people well, I are think like, it's like if you if you're too far cool. behind, you won't be on it. And... I'm not going to get a word in edgewise. Okay, Croft, guys today. surfing. Okay, so surfing, um, like here's the deal. We all live in Canada. So uh, we've done some snow surfing, sometimes known as snowboarding. In terms of actual surfing, what's our experience here? Because I can tell you right off, I've never been surfing in my life. Oh, windsurfing, actually. That's but, different. Fine. Well, Internet surfing, windsurfing, but not surfing, surfing. And sidewalk How surfing. I've skateboarded, but I guess that's not surfing. Also not the same. Okay, yeah. so who's been surfing? I have been surfing. I've never been surfing. Okay, so I'm the only one who's who's done it. And I must say, again, Canadian from 
a central part of Canada, there's not so much good surfing here. Though there will be people from places in this country who'll be like, "What are you talking about? Canada's got great surfing." There's places in Nova Scotia where people surf, and I was fairly recently in one of the surf the surf destination in Canada, Tofino, British Columbia, which is a, like a surf mecca, I guess, for Canadians. I don't know why you'd want to surf there because. Like, look, I've been surfing like three times and it was all in like um, warm environments. I think I surfed in Indonesia, Malaysia, and well, maybe that's it. Um, maybe twice in Malaysia <laughs> where it's warm. But why – when I was in Tofino and there's pe- there were surf shops everywhere. It was a neat experience in Canada. You know, there's surf shops everywhere. People are carrying around surfboards. But it's like – 12 degrees and it's like this cold briny water and the wind's blowing i'm like Whoa. i was it was not intriguing to me to go into the water with a surfboard but isn't isn't the point like a lot of extreme sports the thrill like it's not so much that it's comfortable like yeah the water's cold but you want the rush of well like I, I mean, as someone who's experienced with it is the rush the the appeal uh, I, I, I guess so. Okay, I like- think for sure it is. Like at, at the high level of – like there is there is a, no sport I, I can think of off the top of my head that is more man against nature than surfing or like man working with nature in a certain way. Like it's really like there's motion on, on both sides. If you go down – if you go skiing for instance, you're skiing down generally a static – environment in which you're changing the environment as you go through it but surfing the environment is changing and you are changing at the same time and you've got to work either in harmony with that or you have to tackle it so i i totally can see the appeal of it yeah i I would say that um uh, white water sports are similar in, in that nature, and and I think and and surfing has started to come up there too. I shouldn't say there's no surfing in sort of central parts of Canada because people are now getting into surfing on standing waves in rapids where they're using surfboards to get out there and get up, and you can ride the wave wave indefinitely because unlike a sea wave, it just never stops. You know, you always have that wave. Um, be wave though, like it must what? be must be a shrimpy wave. Well, there's some giant ones around here, um, but in any, if anything, they they wreck you. They would probably wreck you more than I don't know. Like, there's some giant waves you can get on, but it's mostly kayakers. It's only started that people are surfing in river waves. That's a new thing. But back to like the um, okay. So if I'm the only one who surfed here, I'll, I'll, I will describe. Um, my experience of taking a surf course, which I did in Malaysia, I was traveling by myself and I went to, I was like, this is this place that was good for surfing. It had a point break, which apparently is a good place to learn. I just think of that movie with, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, point break, but, uh, I guess, I guess that's where the waves are kind of breaking along the beach instead of straight in at the beach. There's like a point that goes out in the wave. Anyways, so I, I, I went to the surf shop and I was like, can I get a surf lesson? And they were like, yeah, okay. And, you know, it was a place where everyone, you know, English is the second language. And uh, I'm not kidding. The, the, my instructors were two um, maybe eight-year-old boys. They might have been eight. I would say even seven. They were they were little kids, <laughs> but it was kind of awesome there. And the, and the the instruction was basically: we went to the beach. You put the they put the the surfboard on the ground, and then one of them lied down and said, 
and said, go you. And he said, you paddle, paddle, stand up. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, when wave come, paddle, paddle, stand up. And I was like, all right. And I think essentially that's what what it comes down to. So, you you know, you get it, getting out there into the into the right spot to catch the rave is its own um you know you gotta know where to get out past the the brakes and know to duck your head under to um go under a wave when you're trying to get out there but essentially then you're just waiting for a wave to break get in the right position and then you lying on the board on your belly it comes you start paddle 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 and then when you feel it start to catch you you just you try to one smooth motion you put your hands down and like kind of jump your two feet up and then you stand and you surf and it, it sounds um, easy, but I, I will say I, I've only kind of ridden about, you know, I'm obviously extreme beginner. Uh, I, I rode a few waves. and, and my I like how you put the word extreme. Next extreme to beginner. beginner. To what make I mean, you sound cooler. I'm an extreme I don't mean that, beginner. I don't like, mean that in the beginner, awesome dude. sense of extreme. I mean that in the, like, pathetic yeah, sense okay. of beginner. I'm a pathetic um, beginner. Very good. And so what I will say is it like of my experience in Malaysia, which was two days that I spent surfing, I rode probably, I don't know, three waves there. And the rest of the time it would just be like um, paddle, paddle, my arms are super tired, fall off the wave. Okay, paddle, 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 fall, my arms are tired. Okay, oh, here I go, fall, 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 fall. And I would do that for like hours and your arms are in agony. And uh, it's like, God, I'm like surfing, man, surfing sucks. But then – the the one time where you do get up on that board and, and and you're riding in, I can totally see the appeal. I I you're like, it just gives you this little like endorphin rush. I'm up, I'm up, and it's just you're riding this thing. It's a really um, free feeling, and I can I can really understand the appeal and why people get into it. But again, beginner. Now I'm I'm not I don't want to. I know people are going to laugh as soon as they hear this, but whatever. They, they are related, and it is worth mentioning because I've done so much of it. But boogie boarding, which is essentially um, where we're surfing, you're standing on top of a board riding a wave. Boogie boarding is generally something catered often to children, but it, it's it's uh, you generally have a, a, a foam foam board. You jump inside of the wave and sort of ride ride on your belly. Um, all the way into shore. And we would go to Florida every year as a family. And um, uh, the three boys, we would boogie board all the time. And when, we, when my parents moved to Mexico during the winters, we'd go down there and we would boogie board all the time as well, even as adults. And there's, it's the same deal uh, where you go out and there are bigger waves and smaller waves. And sometimes you miss them and you jump and you try and get the waves and you miss like eight, waves and then you get one and it carries you all the way into shore maybe you bend into it a little maybe you bend into it a little bit or whatever but it, it's really really quite a lot of fun so um so i can only extrapolate that if you added the standing and and the risk and the and the being actually on top of it and like balancing it must you know it must be quite the rush again it's not an experience that i've had and even just in talking about this i can kind of understand the Tofino thing like cause so when I said I was there I was like well I have no interest in going into this cold water you have to wear a wetsuit like it doesn't seem appealing to me I mean even if you're horrible at surfing I can you know you have to imagine you're in California on the beach it's 30 degrees Celsius and uh, you know you go hang out in the water even if you're horrible at it it's a fun thing to do at the beach right who doesn't like going to the beach and uh, so I get it but then it's like you know 10 degrees in Canada and like 
cold water, it doesn't seem as appealing. But as soon as you become an enthusiast of something, and I think about now, I I'm a quite an avid downhill skier, and I'm really, you know, I get really into downhill skiing. So, you know, I get into the trying to go into the back country of skiing where you're hiking up hills, and some people would be like, God, you know, talk about ruining, you know, the experience of skiing. The chairlift's the whole point. But I'm an enthusiast, right? So I would do that. And I can understand the same thing if you really love surfing, you know, and, and it's like, oh, cold water, no no problem. I want that wave. And I get it, I, I guess is one of the things. I I find that uh, and that enthusiast thing is is key because it surfing is a lifestyle sport. It's a, it's a sport that encompasses more than the sport itself. There's everything from surf rock like the Beach Boys to uh you know uh surf dress, uh attire, board shorts, uh definitely expanded from from just the world of surfing. Like surfing is a uh, a lifestyle, and when it comes to sports that are that are, are lifestyles, um, and and anything really that becomes a lifestyle, I find a lot in those lifestyles to annoy me. And uh, surfing, surfing is is uh, no no exception. Like I do, I do find the idea of like um, uh, you know, sort of. Surfers being essentially inherently cool, and if you if you can't surf or you're not into surfing or whatever, you are therefore you know ostracized from the group and that. Especially if you're living in a surfing a, a surfing culture, I'm not as much. So surfing is exotic to me. So it it has that that appeal, um, that exotic appeal. But you know that like there are sports around here where if you don't do them like mike always gives hockey a hard time some places hockey is exotic um it's not here it's it's sort of it's it's uh, a reg- absolutely regular sport if you were sort of counterculture or rejecting sort of a lifestyle sport um and you were living in a surfing environment you might it might drive you nuts all the all all the surfers to a certain extent in the way that they think and the the way that they act and the peer pressure to be involved in the surfing community so i can totally appreciate that as being annoying annoying i haven't had that much experience in surfing communities mike and i visited one in mexico when uh, we were traveling there puerto escondido Man, it has scary, <laughs> scary looking waves. It's the only place I heard a man seriously use the word cowabunga in conversation. But, uh, <laughs> Did he use it yeah. for real? You actually heard someone who wasn't talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, I was waiting for a payphone, and I w- there's one. This is back when we used payphones. It was the late nineties, uh, and uh, I was seated seated on a on a wooden bench with this guy, and he was a waiter in New Jersey, and. Um, during the summer around Atlantic city. And there's a lot of a big surf community in Jersey. Uh, and then during the winter, he'd make enough money, uh, doing the waiting that in, in the winter, he'd spend the entire winter in Mexico in Puerto, uh, Puerto Escondido. And there was a giant contingent of surfers that did that. And it, it would turn into like a surf Mecca surf commune, especially during, um, the winter, winter months here. So part of me envies that honestly, but, uh, but I can see how it's annoying too. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, like when you, you talked a bit about, you know, culture in, in involved around that sport. And when my impression Again, the limited experience I have surfing around the kind of culture is that, you know, I think of like it's laid back, 
you know like i think that i think that if you're into surfing you're not fussed about time or you know you're not necessarily aggressive as a i mean maybe you are when you're catching the wave but in general you're just kind of like you have to be a bit relaxed you know you're gonna go you go out there you're waiting for the right wave you know and it's like you can't force it it's you're in the right place you're waiting for it and i and i feel like that Again, this is just my impression. I might be wrong. Someone who's experienced it more could correct us. So, uh, listeners, you know about surfing, let us know. Uh, but I, you know, you think of like Jack Johnson. He's, uh, you know, his music has got this laid back vibe. He was, he's an avid surfer, uh, and I just you feel like that kind of like his music is like it. Just I just get this feeling of like laid back. It's like people aren't fussed. You're hanging out on the beach. Maybe you're not working for a couple months because you're kind of a surf bump. And that's nice. Uh, I mean, there's something nice about that. It's like, you know, slowing down, kind of taking life in a, in a different pace than um, most of us, I think, take life at too fast a pace. So I can really see the appeal of that when I think of you mentioned hockey as a counterpoint. And, I'm you know, I do like to crap on hockey. I think if its culture is like ultra aggressive and sort of much more exclusionary uh, I, I always thought surfing is kind of like anyone's welcome i didn't think it was so much like this kind of you're not good enough kind of thing that was not my impression of we're having not been in, there we're not invent like yeah you're a tourist in a country where there's a business to get tourists to learn how to surf i get that but like you're not in in a community um like like we're immersed in hockey and you have strong opinions because you get it thrown in your face every day somebody out, out you know, I don't know, in Australia or something coming to Canada, maybe that would be that would be appealing. We have these stereotypical views of surfing as being open and laid back and all that. There could be tons of dicks that surf or it could be a very, um, you know, exclusionary sort of group or, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I know I know one thing I did find interesting was um, when I'd be walking like I, I went to, to Bond, uh, the world famous or Bondi Beach in, in Australia uh, in 2004, I was walking along sort of the cliffside and it was, it was a shitty weather day. Like it was kind of raining, but like I knew I was only going to be there for a day. So I really wanted to check it out. It was sort of heading into the fall winter time there. And I, I was wearing like a, a, um, sort of a zip up coat, long sleeves. And, uh, it was crazy to me, um, because I was so cold and it was so miserable, I was looking down and there's like you know forty surfers all waiting to catch this wave and I and and I just felt like they're all wearing wetsuits obviously, but I I just felt that it 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 from my point of view it looked like such a communal activity right like it looked like everybody is like um, uh, facing not extreme weather conditions, but definitely unpleasant weather conditions, uh, forces of nature and all this stuff banding together. Uh, and when somebody got a good ride, it appeared like everybody was like in acknowledgement of it. And, 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 uh, there looked to be a lot of positive energy for me from the outside. So I, I, I feel what Mike's saying, but at the same time, it's hard to know, right? It, I just know that it is an extremely, intensive lifestyle sport people literally devote their entire lives to surfing in the same way we did golf on the show and there's a lot of people i have an uncle in particular i think of that pretty much has devoted his entire life to golf and you know i found that somewhat ridiculous i find that somewhat ridiculous but here i am on the other hand saying oh surfing because it's cooler 
you know, maybe maybe I can understand that people d- dedicate their whole lives to this a lot more. You know, I'm I, I'm willing to give it a pass because of the pop culture surfing experience that I've been inundated with growing up, the movies I've seen, the music I've listened to. Well, certainly, there there isn't anything more made up than like surfing culture, uh, because like. I think if you're someone that partakes in surfing and you meet another person who's enjoyed surfing and you both loved it, you have this common experience that you can, without really even speaking too much about it, you can kind of commiserate on. Like, oh man, we know what it's like to ride the wave. And like everything else above and beyond that just seems like the ridiculousness of anything that has a culture around it. Um, But surfing in particular is legendary because of its... Of it's like, dude, bro, you know, like surf bum kind of laid back and, you know, that kind of like it's it's associated with a lot of that stuff. It, it definitely... I'm sure there are high strung yuppie executives who like to go out <laughs> on the weekend and catch some waves and then go back to being high strung and, you know, some murderous corporate lackey, you know, guy. So I'm sh- I'm sure there. No, I, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there are. And one thing I was going to say is that, you you know, you can't deny the. um broad appeal of surfing i knew knew this guy years ago and he was had never surfed but was obsessed with surfing and uh he wanted to go someplace where he could surf but he sounds healthy what sounds healthy (laughs) well it was just he the cult i guess the culture the idea of it really appealed to him i don't know if he ever you know went through with that um uh with that life goal i hope that he did um but um but what, what I was going to relate that to, which one thing I find interesting about surfing is its origins as a as an sort of an indigenous sport. So I mean, I I might be wrong in its origins, but I thought that it was in Hawaii, um, or at least in Polynesia, as a kind of a thing that people did um, get these boards and go out and ride the waves, and it was a thing. And and there's I don't know how many I'm sure there are examples, but of sort of um, indigenous sports that have kind of attained worldwide sort of prominence and surfing is certainly an excellent example of that where people all over the world on from all kinds of different cultures walks of life want to try it at least because it looks it looks fun and uh so so i mean in, in the end i mean it's it's it clearly is appealing enough people have tried it want to do it um it's very popular there's, there's you know you can't disregard that yeah, I, th- I think you're you're commenting on the fact that it's universal it makes a lot of sense, because I think if you, especially if you look at extreme sports, they're usually rooted in some sort of you know more modern cultural reference point um, where things are invented. But like you can like ocean is everywhere in the world, so you know you can be you can have there's the Polynesian scene, and I'm sure there's the Australian surf scene and the Canadian surf scene and the um, uh, you know the South African surf scene and the Siberian surf scene. Like, <laughs> I don't know about Siberian, but well, I really Vladimir, is, Vladimir Putin would be doing it probably. <laughs> oh man, yeah. In, uh, Did in you Russia, see recently? In Russia, he played. He played in this hockey you. game to like celebrate his birthday, and he scored like seven goals. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. <laughs> With former NHLers like Pavel Murray, so uh, man, I mean, Putin is good. Why did he, he ever must... go pro? 
I know he would be top draft pick. He's obviously, an hero for um, he's had bigger things on his mind. Well, one thing I, when we're talking about this, I made the relation to skiing before, and I really do see them as kind of similar types of sport. In that, when like whenever if you go to like places like British Columbia, which is a, obviously a ski um, uh, mecca, and there's other places in the world, you'll find people from like the complete opposite. Like 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 Australians, or for example, who are in mostly there's some skiing down there, but it's mostly you know it's you think of it as a surf culture. And I remember asking some Australians like why why are you into the skiing? And um, she said, well, why are you into skiing? And my answer was like, well, I'm Canadian. There's skiing everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, I grew up skiing. That's why. And then her answer was like, well, I guess it's because we don't have it, and it seems fun. And I think that having known some Canadians who are like, oh, I want to go, you know from central canada and i really want i want to go spend a couple years in australia and surf and it's just because it's so different but yet appealing um to to what you're used to it has this draw and it looks fun when you see it and you're like i want to go learn that because i would be curious like you talked about hockey again and i I know i like to crap on hockey but i'm i would be surprised at how many people that grew up in like florida would be like oh i really want to move up to wisconsin and learn how to play hockey i mean maybe it happens i know they would it would be they would want to skate first but then immediately after skating they'd want to shoot the puck probably you know like that's what people i'm sure that's an an appealing thing for people who are coming coming up north i do understand what you mean though they're individual when comparing individual sports like it uh, the idea of gliding across uh ice on on two blades is is really something that I think appeals to a wide amount of people. Like if you if you see somebody skating on the Rideau Canal uh, in a video, and you live in Australia, you must be like, "Wow, this looks that looks really crazy." If you see somebody go down a hill, uh, the sense of freedom on skis or on snowboard, same thing. Like it would be it's it, it's inherently contagious in that way. And surfing is definitely one of those sports. It's one of those sports you see and you think, "Oh man, I would like, uh, you know, I would at least like to try that." And um, I I do think that as opposed to some of those sports, like it is less, I don't want to say less varied because I haven't, I haven't done it. It, But when you, when you go skiing, you go all around the world to ski. And I know there's, there's surfers that would be like, Oh, I like going to all these different, you know, sort of surf meccas. Maybe the break points are slightly different, but in the end, I don't see how riding a wave like of similar size in one place would be different than another place. There are now like, and this is not to denigrate surfing or anything, but like there are wave machines. Like I was on a cruise ship and they had like a wave machine where you could get on this board and just ride this like sort of stationary wave. Like it's clearly not as impressive as actually surfing or whatever, but it's, it's like the, the idea is that um, the, the where you surf is really not as, as important as just having access to, you know, wave waves in general. Like I could be completely off on this. I don't, uh, and I'm sure surfers blow all the little things out of proportion, but I, I find it a hard to imagine that surfing in Hawaii as opposed to surfing in Thailand is as different as skiing in Switzerland and skiing in British Columbia, you know? Like, it's different. In those examples, it's complete different trails and landmarks and areas where where surfing, it's like it's just the water. It's always going to be the same. Uh, yeah, but, but it's, I mean, it, it is, but it's, I think, 
you know, beaches are there all these wave breaks. And there's, as you say, yes, there's lots of them all around the world, but I think they have their unique um, properties as well. Waves break in a certain fashion here or there. I would say that things like, uh, you know, beautiful scenery, um, the, the culture associated with a certain surf place, like, you know, um, you talked about Australia and uh, Hawaii, but then you can go to like Bali is a big surf. Um, it, it's a way to incorporate travel into a sport you like, which um, I think if you, your brother is someone who's done that with, with skiing, where, where you're right in that, yes, you're surfing on a wave in the same way if you go skiing, you're skiing down a hill. A different. Um, Different hill. They're different hills, whereas the waves are always the same. Well, right? but I don't think they are. I think some of them curl. They break differently. I mean, again, we're not experts. And I mean, if you broke down skiing, you could always be like, you're always going down a mountain. You know, you can't ski. You can't ski where there's no hills, and you can't surf where there's no good waves. In surfing, you're always, even if you go to an area, you're always going over that same like 20, 30 feet over and over, or whatever. Or 50 feet like you go out you come back in you go out you come back in when you go down a full ski hill be it wherever like that's a complete and then you can go up and go down a completely other ski hill like you're exploring different terrain i get the travel i get the travel you can do that with anything though and like even golf like golf you play different courses i understand they're different courses yes you get the different environment the different scenery like you would in surfing but i like i could play pool say on a table in my basement or I could play pool in uh you know on a patio on the ocean it's, and it's it, it's like different scenery i get it's it it's definitely it, not like that there's way more variability to it than that like because it, there's timing of it there's what the weather's doing like the waves are not always uniform right like sometimes you might have uh, a blue sky day but there was some storm way off in the ocean yesterday and all these waves are coming in and so there's different stuff happening all the time you got to go at the right time uh depending on the size of the waves they break differently and i think it's kind of finding that like sweet spot of like um you know you you got you got a good break you got the the right kind of weather giving you the best waves that are the most fun to ride and the same is true of something like skiing too you always have a hill but sometimes it's covered with like ice or something you know you want to go when the snow is the best and it's it's again the plane in nature is what it comes down to again which which skiing is, is like and and so is surfing it's like it's a natural place um more or less and you're going there and and finding a fun activity to do in it um I, I would i would agree with that and you could turn it on its head too you could say you could say something along the lines of um the advantage of it it would be that you're in the same sort of area all the time because like I could go down to the, my local beach and surf or whatever if I didn't live in northern Canada or in Canada. Um, I could go down to my local beach and surf and do the same sort of like activity over and over. And Mike's right, like stuff like the weather, stuff like the way the waves are breaking that day. So all that stuff allows me to enjoy my same area um, without necessarily traveling. Uh, it maximizes my use of that space. I would say in a way surfing seems to discourage travel and makes you maybe more in tune with your local surroundings. Mike, I know when he's talking about surfing, uh, skiing, he always wants to go elsewhere because he doesn't, he finds the hills here are too small or even the big hills like he would get bored of them because they're the same hills all the time um he wants the new challenge or the new thing whereas in surfing you can always get that where you are generally you just need a big wave that day so i could see that being an appeal like it's a constant renewable thing 
um, as, as opposed to uh, something that you're going to master and then need to chase chase a bigger a bigger challenge, you're always going to get that bigger challenge in the form of a bigger wave in the place that you live, probably. Yeah, well, and I'm and I always think of again um, to constantly make the relation to skiing. I, I guess we're all a bit weak on this topic in terms of personal experience, but I often think of skiing. It's like like because I'm pretty good at it, and I. And I'm always looking for something more than I can get, you know. I, I like it's like it's like when you do heroin, you know, and you're looking for that initial high. It's like chasing the dragon. You'll never get it because I always want the snow to be better or the conditions to be better, and they're never quite right. And I bet you it's the same for surfing, where it's like people have this taste of these perfect waves, and you go another day and something was off or you didn't, it wasn't quite right. You're like, ah, oh, tomorrow, or I got to go to this other beach because it's got a better type of break and you're just looking for this and it is almost like a high when it's like because when it's right um and like i said i've only had the tiniest taste of surfing but 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 when you're riding a wave it feels super fun and i can understand that drawing people back again coming back to my personal experience when i think of it as a whole uh, you know and as you're it's like starting any kind of sport um then it's a bit frustrating when you when you're learning because you're just like Paddling, 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 always not getting the wave, and I'm telling me like, oh man. But I guess, I, well, yeah. I, sorry, I, I would, I, I, re- I just occurred to me. There's one big element that we missed here, which is the danger factor, and that the fact that the rip current, and the fact that there's probably more people who've died surfing than there than than in your normal sport. And yeah, Bo mentioned like extreme and extreme sports or what have. of risk in all of these sports but i think that there is in surfing comes with that inherent need to chase the biggest and best wave possible so always upgrading the level of danger that you're looking for and and uh, we, there's been uh, famous surfers that have died tragically um you know doing this and then people will kind of romanticize their deaths and be like oh yeah they died how they lived man chasing the big water whatever blah 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 and it's like oh yeah that's part of the surf lifestyle but it's really stupid like at a certain point just enjoy what you're doing instead of instead of like running after like some giant goliath wave that's gonna murder you you know like seems dumb i mean i kind of agree and man i just keep seeing the parallels with skiing because you know high level skiers die all the time and avalanches falling off cliffs it just and, but it's that it, it, like I tend to agree. And when you see those videos of people surfing like huge waves, if you've never like YouTube this, it's insane. Like you see these people driving these like eighty foot waves. You're like, this is nuts. And then when they crash into, you're like, what is that? Like how long are you under the water? Like being trashed around. And not only that, I think a lot of the injuries happen. You're good to point this out um, based on what's underneath. Like a lot of them will break their necks, right? Where they get thrown off a wave and it's breaking and the water is shallow and they come off this 20 foot wave and get thrown right down and their head, you know, hits the hits the ground and you, you can you can be killed like that. And also some some of these breaks happen over coral. Like just imagine that, you know, it's like they, they can cut you up. Like I think some of the people that look for these things, there it is an it has its extreme element for sure. Most and um, but like most people are doing it in a recreational manner. Same as skiing, pretty controlled. You know, you're not going to really hurt yourself. I I feel and again it it's just stereo a stereotype here. I feel like that that 
you have the beginner tourists that come up and be like, hey, I want to learn how to surf. Oh, look, I'm doing the surfing lesson. But then soon as you are actively surfing, you're a surfer, you're chasing big waves. That's what you do the whole time. You're always chasing big waves. Like whereas you automatically become a, a, a somewhat of an enthusiast. Man, I I don't I honestly think it's hard enough sport and the degree like what we consider a big wave. Like I would consider a big wave like like a ten foot wave to me would be huge. I don't the ones I was surfing on were probably not even nearly that big. But to get to the point where you're good at surfing nose, you know, and then but to move that up to 80 foot waves and to even get on those, you need like they need to be towed in on jet skis like you can't paddle up into one of those. It's a whole other ball game. It's like the people, you know, it's the extreme element. I really don't think most people are like, I'm going to ride an 80 foot wave. I think most people are like, I like surfing and I'm, I'm glad I'm better at it. It's fun to ride waves and I'm just looking for a good one and it's sweet to hang out on this beach, dude. Like humans like to ride on things, right? Like horses and cars and waves and it makes boards. us feel free, you know, moving like, under Yeah, we have this like thing where we're like we're like dogs, you know, and dogs stick their head out the window and they're like ah they like you know it's like we like that too. And Except we're smarter like, than dogs and we can build tools and things. No no I'm not saying are we? we are dogs, but I'm just saying we like we just like the idea of riding stuff. Like, hey, we're locomoting without actually moving any of our you know, body parts. Amazing. I want to do it more. <laughs> you know? Well, like, if you think about like, I, I wouldn't doubt if it was always, you know, imagine humans before, you know, someone first tamed a horse. Yeah. We're, I feel like we're pretty slow as animals go. You're like walking along. Then like a gazelle goes by or something. You're like, damn it. Look how fast that thing dude, runs. <laughs> you like, why the damn wheel? Thank you. Yeah. The wheel is like a big thing. I feel like, you know, humans probably spent millions of years being like, damn it. Why are we so slow? Got to build a trap here. Wait for something to come in it. So there's like a natural. Okay. I guess we're running out of steam here on things to talk about surfing. Hang on before. But do you think the guy who first invented the wheel, by the way, like it wasn't to transport goods, but they like, they found a piece of wood and put wheels on it and rolled down a hill, like hill surfing. (laughs) <laughs> you know the rocks and everything they're like it's very dangerous it's like that's part of the extreme way of of hill surfing <laughs> you just roll I, down a hill <laughs> i always thought that it was some guy who was playing frisbee and then realized that his frisbee could be used to like as a wheel for his cart right and then they went hill surfing it, uh, probably yeah. that's probably that's, the logical I feel like, next step i feel like the first thing they're not like man we could transport goods and services they're like Whoa, dude, we can roll down hills super fast and it's fun. And that's like surfing taps into that like primal need to just move on things like I I agree with that though like this the appeal of sports like um everything from surfing sports like windsurfing and and, and um regular surfing and skateboarding and then there's a like I I'm not sure if you guys seen these videos of people who do like sand surfing and stuff. Um it's it's pretty cool, like and and or seems appealing. And as soon as you see it, you're like, oh man, this looks like that looks pretty awesome or pretty fun. And I do agree with what Bo's saying. I think that freedom of movement is what appeals to people. Unimpeded movement, man controlling with no engine, no anything. Um, like I was really interested in hang gliding and paragliding for a while. It was the same. Same. Don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't do it. Uh, but the, it it, uh, it was the same appeal, the appeal of freedom, the freedom of movement, freedom of exploration. So I can see that in the 
in in the appeal of surfing. All right. But walking sucks is what it comes down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's good for you actually, but okay. Uh, let's uh, bring in the farm animals, and um, you know, let's see, uh, let's see what we all have to say on the subject of surfing. Order, I say. Order in the court. Um, I'll go first. I played. I I started this topic by kind of playing devil's advocate because it in like Mike said that sense of freedom and the appeal of movement generally is attractive to me. I love to boogie board and I feel like if I started surfing, I would enjoy it. I I honestly do, and it's one of those things that I can understand why people enjoy it. Um, however. It's also something that attracts enthusiasm and enthusiasts, and and uh, there's an entire there's an entire culture around it, which we've talked about at length. And I think part of that culture is what I said at the end there, which is is chasing the next wave, the big wave, man against nature, challenging yourself, and that's appealing. It is it is appealing. But we did golf on this show, another enthusiast sport. And I think I said that it was bullshit, if I recall correctly. And very seldomly do people get hurt playing golf. Maybe they take a ball to the head now and again. But for the most part, they it's a pretty civil sport. And we, we stretch to find things, a, a, a little bit about golf that were negatives. We talked about discrimination in certain clubs and that sort of stuff. Serving, it's an easier one to find the negatives because you have a culture of people um, putting themselves in, in in harm's way, and that's their prerogative. Um, that's their prerogative for sure. But I think that there's an unhealthy cycle that leads to people getting injured. Now, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that it's a bad thing uh, because there's so many positives associated with serving. It's a fun activity. It's it's one that. It, it's one that where there's a culture of essentially that as far as I can see, like companionship and, and, and encouragement and it's an individual sport, but you can do it in a group. Like there's a lot of good stuff associated with serving. And I think it'd be really easy to ignore all the, all the people that get injured doing it or, or the, the constant chasing of the bigger wave. But I think if you mesh that in there and you look at it as objectively as possible in the same way that a lot of enthusiast sports are bullshit surfing is also bullshit so surfing bullshit okay i'm gonna go next because i want to follow up that ridiculous verdict (laughs) (laughs) wow and the golf comparisons were ones that i was like what like it's easier to find the negatives in surfing than in golf like Golf requires. Are you asking me questions? Because you're asking me to defend my verdict here already. If you're saying, if you're saying it's easy when people die, it's much easier to find negative in that than when people don't die. How about that? No, like it's it's the one-off things. Anyways, okay, this my verdict. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the the golf thing. Okay, surfing. I'm I'm so flustered here because of how ridiculous I think. (laughs) Um, Surfing. There are waves in nature, right? They're just there. You just need a board, and you can go there and surf. That's it. 
Like you don't need to pay someone. You don't need to bring in heavy equipment and change the landscape. You don't need to build this fancy clubhouse. You don't need to like waste tons of water making the thing work. It just is there. You just go there and you can do it. No one charges you to go surfing. No one owns the beach, man. No one owns the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and and I feel like I feel like that's a kind of nice thing. There's something simplistic about it, and that's like kind of refreshing. And I mean, back to what we we're all talking. About. I think we all agreed about that sense of freedom. Movement that human beings like, and and uh, and I think that surfing is just like a simple a simple thing that's fun. And I, I mean, I wouldn't I don't disagree with all of Crofton's points. I think some people take it to extremes and are overly competitive and are can be aggressive with other surfers. But that's I think largely a minority. Um, and that mostly it's just a fun thing to do, and it's and it's a and a sport you can enjoy all over the all over the world. Uh, doesn't really cost much environmentally or impact wise. It's and and I think the culture of generally being like, yeah, it's laid back, hanging on the beach, stay for a week and learn to surf is is kind of a nice change of pace to a lot of our lifestyles. So I think surfing is good. I'd even say it's radical. <laughs> <laughs> Radical's a good word, man. I like rad that is super rad all right surfing um wow so i didn't participate too much in this week's conversation and part of that is because i'm a little under the weather and having a hard time concentrating on what anyone has to say um so but i spent a lot of this hour thinking about surfing and not sharing my thoughts with anyone <laughs> and, and the thing about surfing is that um i realize on a personal level I sort of do not care about surfing that much. And that's partly because I've never been surfing. There's no surfing culture where I live. I'm not a well-traveled person, so I haven't been to places where things have happened to make impressions on me about surfing. You know, the only things I know about surfing are from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Point Break, as was referenced in the show earlier, and, you know, pop culture stuff. Um, that being said, there is something sort of cool about the simplicity of taking a board and going to ride a wave. Like, um... Some extreme sports require a lot of gear to go snowboarding. You need, like, a pass and clothes and a snowboard and boots. And I don't know. You need to, like, learn how to be cool or something, I think. Um, but surfing is, like, pretty – seems pretty, like, just get naked and go surfing. Like, there's nothing – it's primal, you know? Um, I am I came down as good on extreme sports, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I came down as good on golf. I would feel very hypocritical – coming down anything other than good with respect to surfing and um even though there's a part of me that wants to say it's bullshit and i can't tell if it's because i just kind of don't like surfing or if i'm just sick and comp emotionally compromised today but um i think for the most part i'm gonna say surfing seems like a lot of fun i think maybe some of the culture is a little uh makes people look like doofuses um but i don't think i'm not gonna hold that against uh, the surfing culture so surfing is good Yeah, and I think we should do an episode about tempting fate because a common theme with a lot of sports is the injury or the sense of escalating levels of of death possibility with how extreme it gets. But the general it's the only time you ever truly feel alive, yeah, the Bo, general sense of when you're almost fate, dead. Fate. So there's that new movie that looks like it's really good about the guy who walked across the twin towers who like um tight roped. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? But it's tempting fate there's there's an appeal to doing that and some people get that bug and some people die tempting fate and say you know what worth worth it 
So we should talk about that sometime here on Good, Bad, or Bullshit. A lot of shark attacks in surfing, too. They no. think you're They think there, you're a seal. There aren't. Yep. There That's tons. one of those total misconceptions. If you think of the so, amount of people who surf every day and the amount of shark attacks, you may as well just win the lottery all the time because that's about what the odds are. Well, win the lottery at the same that's time. That's not attacks. There's a... One thing I would say is that in this show, if you do your verdict, like, if you do your verdict first, you're at a disadvantage. Because people, instead of thinking up their own verdicts, they spend their time trying to uh-huh. attack your verdict. Well, no, I already, I had already settled on good. It's just that when I heard you being like, it's so easy to find the bad things about surfing, whereas golf is really a stretch. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? We have an, we have an entire show in which we can debate back and forth. But once we do our verdicts, you should just stick to your – don't go trying to debunk my verdict after i've said it concentrate on your verdict all right i think we'll leave it up to the listeners to decide who was the biggest uh, jerk when it came to verdicts this week and if you want oh, it was to tell- me that's clear i can tell them yeah i vote crofton for biggest jerk of the week <laughs> well yeah but crofton's saying that you were messing with his verdict oh no sorry i thought we said the biggest jerk with regards to the verdict mine was the biggest jerk verdict mike was the biggest jerk <laughs> See, so this is hard, far from settled. So write to us. Well, let's chill out, bro. Good, good bad bull at <laughs> gmail. <laughs> write to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Tell us who who are you on Team Crofted or Team Michael. Um, tell us who's the jerk and tell us who you would love to support in the upcoming election. Um, all right, the other places you can find us, you can find us goodbadbull.com. Everything you need to know about the good, bad, or bullshit experience. Links to Twitter at GoodBadBull and to Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook.com slash GoodBadBull. Links to iTunes, Stitcher, RSS feed for your po- favorite podcatcher. Lots of places for you to subscribe to our show. Um, if you like our show, leave a review on those sites. That stuff's great. Uh, also, we have a Reddit. Nobody visits it. So if you want to be the first person that isn't from the Good, Bad, or Bullshit show to visit the Reddit sites and post something, Reddit.com slash GoodBadBull. All right, um, I think that pretty much covers everything except for where you can find our lovely hosts on Twitter. You can find me at Bo Schwartz with all the great stuff that I do. Crofted, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me surfing the wilds of the internet at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Crazy lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, bullshit, Bo. That was bad. Um, Crofton, where can our friends uh, and listeners find you? Did you say Crofton again? No, I said, oh, oh, Michael, where can I find They can find me surfing the wilds of the internet <laughs> at Crofton Steers on Twitter. <laughs> It'd be funny if that was true. You follow Crofton and he's like on Silk Road all the time buying like child labor for his house or some <laughs> horrid thing. It's like, whoa, he is on the edge, surfing the edge of the internet. Um, you can find me um, not surfing because I'm a landlubber. And there's no surfing around here. Um, at Twitter, on Twitter, at ML Hodgins. Um, though I don't think anyone can spell my last name anyway, so whatever. You don't need to follow me. Go and ride a wave, man. Tubular surfs up, bro. Radical. <laughs> Hang uh, 10. Yeah. Tubular. Um, my vibes. Hey, the Ninja are, Turtles are... were really heavily influenced by surf culture, both They right. were, but they lived in the sewer, man. There's no good breaks surfing, in there. Dude. We're surfing. Um, 
is it do you think um you know surfers smoke a lot of marijuana is that like also a thing like being casual drug user i don't know I, well i if it's anything again coming back to the similarities of skiing i would bet yes because there's a lot of like those ski bums are just smoking weed all the time i'm sure i bet you, i bet you it's even higher in surfing yeah it's a pretty it seems like because it's like they're all chilled out hanging out on the beach smoking weed and i i'm sure i don't know I don't they're pulled surfing. down to their death by a monster wave <laughs> yeah, they watch it. Oh, remember me like, for how I live, man. Oh, man, Brody just died. Bummer. Last me toast. Just like for Toby, man, or Brody. Sorry, Brody. I don't. I can't remember anything. Oh man, are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com/slash Good, Bad, Bull.